Blog Talk Radio. The following is a disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of the Roman Show Network, its management, or other advertisers. Hello, folks, and welcome to another edition of Russell City Radio. Of course, I am your host, um, of course, Mr. George Alonso here, and we got a Big, big show lined up here for you. A lot of major surprises, a lot of talking to do about next week because WrestleMania is finally here. But before we go on and, and, and talk about that, of course, I can't go on any further without introducing my sister from another mister. And I'm talking about the lollipop queen, Christina. Hello, everybody. I hope everyone's having a wonderful Monday evening. I know I am. I did very adult things today. Saw the dentist which is a very adult thing to do, and actually it was very therapeutic. Not many people like the dentist, and I hated it when I was a kid, but now I find it oddly therapeutic. And now I'm, you know, using my my mechanical brain to put together this desk for us, yeah. for our studio, and I'm doing it by myself because I want to be an independent woman, and I want no man's help. Listen, folks, um, not saying that she's on the market anymore, but I'm just saying right now, she's the typical woman to marry. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm, I'm like a brother to her. She's like a sister to me. I'm going to go ahead and say, if someone doesn't marry her within the next year, I, I, I'm going to start asking you why. Well, <laughs> who says I don't want to get married? Yeah, I'm just, I'm, but I'm just messing around, man. I'm just saying, I'm just joking because come on. You're, you're not just a woman. You're funny. You're, you know professional wrestling, which is hard to come by when it comes to women. Uh, you know, and to top it all off, you're a handy woman. You love to build things. Hello. Like a second ago, we just had uh, our guy here just say, hey, this is how you do it. And, and he felt left out because you kept on telling him, I know how to do this. Yeah, I am the one in my family and all of my friends that puts together all of the furniture that like we get at Ikea, even with their like really ridiculous um, way they put instructions together. But yeah, you know, look, George, with all the stuff that you said about me, I'm not going to knock it. I'm not going to say that's like, you know, not selling points for me to get married. <laughs> I just started being an adult and going to the dentist regularly because now I have regular insurance. Let me, let me focus on being an adult for a little bit. You might be the only person I've ever met that finds the dentist therapeutic. It's weird. I hated the dentist as a kid. I would kick. I would cry. My mom always had to be in the same room as me. The dentist hated me. Hated me. I bit a nurse once. <laughs> Not on purpose, but she was very upset about it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's weird. And then she asked me today, like, oh, do you want to put your headphones in? I saw you listening to music in the lobby. You know, if that makes you feel better. I was like, no, nah, just do what you got to do. Because I don't want to listen to headphones and then her have to tell me, like, you know, open wider, move your head this way and that way, and I can't hear her because I'm listening to music. But well, yeah, it was, I don't know, it's oddly therapeutic now. I kind of fell asleep. Well, here's the thing. Like, I remember when I used to go to the dentist, I, I bro, they, at one time, well, no, this was a, at a regular doctor, actually. I, uh, they actually had to uh, strap me down to put an injection, uh, you know, but basically, uh, <laughs> oh, come on, it was out of a joke. I didn't even whatever. George, just just pass by it. Any, anywho, anywho. The the whole point is is this. 
is the guys we we went completely off topic here because this is Russell City and here we are talking about doctors. Look, we're talking about our lives. We'll get to the wrestling. Wrestling will always be there. But for our listeners who want to get to know us a little bit, it's what we do. Yeah, that you find it therapeutic to go to a dentist now and that they have to strap me down just to keep me there. Yeah, that's perfect knowledge for our fans. Yeah, we're it, yin and yang. Perfect. Yeah, God forbid. Anyway. Where's our, oh, God, yes, yeah, strap me down, okay? Happy, you, you freaking. Stop reading and, messages and, from and, our and, fans. Ah, you're a fan. Uh, but, but, but basically, guys, uh, you know, we have a major show lined up here for you. We have a major announcement, a new, brand new thing we're going to start doing this week uh, with a featured wrestler of the week, which you will be announcing in just a minute. Uh, we are also going to be talking about our guest, which we have two powerhouse as guests this evening. We have the unstoppable Congo Kong that has been showing up at GWF, has worked with Jeff Jarrett on numerous occasions, uh, actually appeared on TNA uh, once, also has wrestled all over the country. Congo Kong will be on our show. And also we're going to have Rob Fury, the promoter of SWF, which we're going to be very familiar with going down the road because we're going to be working more with our organization. Rob Fury of the SWF will be here, but he's not just a promoter. He's also an athlete for the promotion. So we're going to find out to see, you know, how that works out, being both the promoter and also a worker. And, of course, we are also going to talk about that crazy, crazy WrestleMania schedule we have coming up. Christina, like, I, I know, you know, you brought up uh, some things earlier on social media about, uh, about our work and what shows we're going to be at. God, sometimes when people remind me of how many places we're going to be, I, I dare ask myself, how many hours of sleep are we going to have that week? None. Anytime I think about our schedule for WrestleMania week, um, I don't know if you guys know the song uh, No Rest for the Wicked by Cage yeah. the Elephant. Like, that just constantly plays through my head where it's like, ain't no rest for the wicked, money don't grow on trees. And it's literally because <laughs> I'm going to be broke, I'm going to be tired, I'm going to be <laughs> So worn out because we have at least a show, two shows, maybe even three shows a day, yep. uh, not even to include all of the time you want to fit in to be able to, you know, see our friends and our family up there and be able to, you know, spend time with people we don't normally see um, on a day-to-day basis. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be hectic. And like I told you in the car, George, I'm definitely going to have to buy some caffeine pills <laughs> because I doubt I'm going to be able to make it to a Starbucks at an um a moment's notice. <laughs> well, guys, uh, just for the record, we do not condone caffeine pills for those out there that, you know, strive on, on all that stuff. But in this case, we're going to need them. <laughs> I'm, for this exception, at least she's going to need them. I think I might need some because just the fact that we are not going to sleep. Uh, like we have, I, I, look, if you asked me about uh, two, three years ago, hey, George, are you ever going to work on a WrestleMania week? like like covering promotions during that week because basically this is kind of like the Super Bowl of professional wrestling and for every single organization all over the country. Everyone wants to have a show, you know, when WrestleMania announces their next city. Everyone goes comes from around the nation saying that is the place to wrestle. And if you ask me two, three years ago, hey, George, are you ever going to work a WrestleMania weekend or a week? I'll say, no, man, I, I don't think I'm ever going to have that opportunity. This year, Christina and I are going to have the opportunity and the honor 
to work a WrestleMania week. And that, that to me, blows my mind. I mean, it's completely mind-blowing for me, too. Um, I went to WrestleMania when he's here, 28, I think, with Miami. Um, I didn't do any events at all. Uh, I literally just went to WrestleMania, and that was it, and had terrible seats, which was very happenstance because I had actually originally bought that ticket for my brother for Christmas and then uh, was like, hey, do you want to switch so you can sit with your wife? And I'll, I'll take this one. And then I couldn't see anything and had to watch it on a Jumbotron. And they had those like little earphones where you could hear the commentators. Yeah. And I passed by it going to my seat and I was like, oh, that's stupid $10. I don't need that. And then I sat down through the first match and was like, well, I can't see anything. So I'm going to go get one. And then they were completely sold out. So I kind of just sat there being like, I could have just watched this at home and had a better time. I was by myself. I didn't know anybody around me. But I did dress up as The Undertaker. You, I want to see pictures of that. Well, not fully. Like, I was wearing all black and I had, you know, the black uh, the, yeah, hat. Oh, my God. I still, I still want to see pictures. I'm sure I can find one. But, yeah, but basically, guys, you could say, like, you know how wrestlers, if they're dream come true, like I said, to work a WrestleMania week just to be in the same city because everyone from around the world is going to come to see you. Whether you're independent or you're big, you're still going to be known now all over the world. Whether you're starting your career or you're ending your career or you're in the middle, you are going to be in the main state, in the main like the, the mecca of professional wrestling, and in this year, Orlando. Yeah, I, can, I mean, there's nothing like it. I don't think there's any other event that really brings as many fans mm-hmm. and workers and promotions to, like, one area as much as WrestleMania does. And, you know, I, I agree with you, George. You know, it's definitely a great way if you're, you know, an independent local person. Like, you know, we have a lot of people that we know mm-hmm. of the, you know, local independent scene down here in South Florida that are, you know, trying to get booked on shows for WrestleMania week. And I think it's a great way to get your name out there more because literally, like, what better place to hold wrestling shows when it's literally just going to be, like, thousands of wrestling fans. Yep. Thousands of people that just want to see a show, any show. They don't even care half the time. They just want to go to as many shows as possible because everyone just loves wrestling. No, yeah, definitely. And, you know, I love professional wrestling. That's why I'm saying that if, you know, if you asked me two, three years ago, George, are you ever going to work a WrestleMania week? I'll be like, of course not. You know, I, I'm, I'm a podcaster. I'm a journalist. I'm this. You know, there, there are so many top names in this business that we respect, you and I. Like, you know, the, um, like the Rodolfo Romans, like my trainer, the, the Mr. Jim Barcelones, the, the Speedies, the, the, the Speedies Productions. All those guys deserve to work a WrestleMania week. Mm-hmm. Don't Le- even forget, you're forgetting Legion's Media. Legion's Media. Like, all those people deserve it because they have worked their asses off. You know, I could vouch for, you know, Rodolfo Roman. I could vouch for Jim Barcelona. I could vouch for, for Speedy Scott Fishman. I could vouch for Speedy's Productions. I could vouch for Legion's. All of them, I, I, I respect them so much, and they've helped this program, our program, Russell City Radio, get to a point of like, oh my God, this is the biggest thing I've ever worked with. And now look at us. We are about to say next week, we're working a WrestleMania week. We're doing the pre-show for a full throttle pro on Thursday. We're working the pre-show on Tuesday for pro wrestling 2.0. You know, we're going to be covering not just one show, but two with punk and atomic, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's ridiculous. I don't know where else to, you know, 
<laughs> you know what I meant. Anyway, but the, okay, so he, now that we're talking independence, Christina, before we continue, because we're about to reach out to Congo Kong in a little bit, Christina, I think it's now time to release our first ever featured wrestler of the week. Who's our inaugural featured wrestler? Yes, our, our inaugural wrestler of the week is somebody that will be on our show in the near future. He is a local independent wrestler down here in South Florida. You know, he is somebody that we have seen work a bunch of times. We can call him a, you know, we're a fan of him. We can call him a personal friend. Uh, but yes, our very first wrestler of the week is Mr. Donovan Danhausen. Um, I have been a fan of his work for at least a year, you know, seeing him at, you know, Ronin, I've seen him at Full Throttle, at Fest, I've seen him a lot at, uh, and every time I see him, it's, you know, it's never a disappointment, he puts on an A-plus show every single time, even if it's in the smallest of, um, smallest of venues, I saw him at Real Pro a couple weeks ago, uh, and it was in a very small uh, venue, a very small ring, and he absolutely, like, turned it out every single time and he is a fantastic human being he's very humble very down to earth very cool guy and you know what better person to be our inaugural wrestler of the week for wrestle city radio than mr donovan danhausen no yeah and i've i've met him on a couple occasions uh you know actually i i met him last when it comes to all of us in general because i believe it was at the last ronin show that you were having a one-on-one conversation with the guy and i just came in out of nowhere and i'm like Hi, and he and I. I think, Real smooth, George. <laughs> Hi, and I'm like, Hi, uh, you know, and I think I was messing with you that day. I was like, Oh, can you just give her a kick or something? Or and he's like, No, because she's a fan of mine. I'm like, Oh, damn. And he's always the one that you know, for the past rodents when I would be on the receiving end of Joey Ryan's lollipop, that he's always there to, you know, yell at me from the turnbuckle of how disgusting I am. And then, you know, afterwards, he's always very, like, very sweet about it. Because he's like, I'm sorry for yelling at you. And it's like, no, 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 it's okay. I, I want you to yell at me. That is a part of the show. Like, that is, you know, to get the crowd on, you know, to, for you to be the bad guy. And, you know, for you to yell at a girl like that. It's, I completely understand and, and want nothing less. So please yell at me as much as you want. If you're, I don't know, garbage, or garbage at me if you have to. But yeah, it's you know he's a he's a very nice guy and an incredible worker and I'm de- he's definitely going to be somebody that I, I see a, a bright future for for sure. Well, yeah, definitely. And you know, I to be honest with you, I would not be surprised if Mr. Denhausen actually got you know signed within the next two maybe three years. Oh, completely. Like that man needs to be in one of the major one of the major you know venues one of the major platforms of professional wrestling because this is a guy that you could clearly see when he steps in through those ropes you could see the passion that he has for this business and basically i am very very proud that we both chose mr donovan denhausen as our first featured wrestler of the week so congratulations mr denhausen you deserve that my friend Yes, and I'm getting messages from listeners out there that are very excited and, you know, agree with our decision for uh, Donovan to be our first wrestler of the week. So there you go. You know, not only did we pick it, but, you know, our listeners are definitely agreeing with what we're picking, and that's great. Now, I wonder who's going to be our next week's guest, uh, featured wrestler of the week. Could it be someone that we're interviewing today? I don't know. Could it be Congo Kong? 
Could it be someone we've interviewed in the past? Could it be? Could, could it be? Could it be someone we haven't interviewed yet? But the point is, is that now everyone is on our radar. Everyone. And, by the, and don't, I'm going to throw this out there, uh, Christina. Do not throw our thing out there and say, oh, but he, they, they just won a featured wrestler of the week on a podcast thing. Don't, don't be looking at us like that because we have done some miracles on this show before. So I'm just saying, take this as a huge thing. Again, congratulations to Mr. Donovan Danhausen for being our first inaugural featured wrestler of the week. We will be publishing an article about Mr. Danhausen in the next couple of days on our fan page, which you could follow at facebook.com backslash WrestleCityRadio. Uh, so be looking out for that as we feature Donovan Danhausen on WrestleCity. Yes, and also to that, if you guys are not aware of Donovan's work in the ring, we will be posting um, one of his reels with, you know, different shots of what he can do in the ring. So if you guys are not familiar with who he is as a performer, as a wrestler, then definitely be on the lookout on our um, on our fan page so you can, you know, see his reel and actually see his work uh, in video form. Yep, and uh, as a matter of fact, I can, I'm pretty sure that eventually, once he sees the postings that we put out there, he's going to send us, what did I just win? <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, Donovan, I'm looking forward to getting those messages. But again, congratulations to you. Guys, now I think it's now time that we reach out to our first guest of the evening. Are, are you ready for this one? Yes, I'm ready. Bring uh, him on. So let's go ahead and bring on the unstoppable wrecking machine. I'm talking about Congo This man can fly like the best of them. Uh, he he actually he looks like a super heavyweight, but the guy can move, and that's kind of scary. Right? When you put like a a super heavyweight like that into a situation. Hello. Uh, uh, hello, uh, Mr. Congo Kong. Yes. Hey, Mr. Kong. Welcome to Russell City Radio. I'm you're you're on with Christina and myself. How are you? Not too bad about yourself. Oh, I can't complain, man. I can't complain. Th- thank you so very much, first and foremost, for joining us here today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure, man. It's our pleasure. So, Mr. Kong, let me, uh, let me first uh, by set, ask this uh, to start off the interview. You know, tell us, uh, tell us about Congo Kong. Uh, what, what has, I feel like 2017, 2016, quite possibly could be the two best years of your, your career. Uh, tell us what you, where you stand right now. What's your opinion on, the, on these last two years? Uh, actually, these two have last, last two years have been uh, tremendous. I've been more places and done more things than i had ever done in the, in the previous 16 years. Um, uh, as many of you know, I am uh, soon to debut on Impact Wrestling. Um, I don't want to leak out exactly which date, but if you stay tuned, you know, you might get a get a clue as to when that might happen. So, well, you're no you're no stranger to working with Jeff Jarrett yourself because you you've also been featured on the on his you know platform of GWF. Uh, has it has it been like a different working environment working for his GWF his Global Wrestling uh, to now the current Impact Wrestling? Um, there's a lot of similarities, but, you know, still some differences, uh, mostly because, you know, uh, Impact had their own thing going before, uh, Jeff got there. 
and uh, got you know control back of the company. Um, but uh, I, I, you know, it's it, it, it's a it's a blessing in disguise. Uh, you know, when I went and had my tryout, both both administrations liked me. So uh, the previous administration, whether they stayed in charge or or whatever, you know, they liked me, and then you know I know Jeff likes me. So uh, it's a good a good situation for me to be in. That's amazing, man, and and I'm very proud for you because I've been actually following your career for I I want to say uh, five six years because I I just started doing journalism like about six seven years ago, so I've been okay. literally following your career ever since I joined journalism. So nice. and I've always been a big fan of your work because like when we were calling you, uh, I was just telling my co-host here. You know, you might look like a super heavyweight, but you could fly like a cruiserweight. Does that ever kind of like, you know, does anyone ever criticize you for that? Like say, oh, heavyweights are not supposed to be doing that. You know, what what's your take on that situation right now? Um, yeah, actually, one of the biggest, uh, uh, what I would consider wrong critiques that I ever received, and I'm so glad I never listened to it. Um, was that I should stay on the ground and I should uh, um, stand strong in the ring. And um, if Vince McMahon were to see it, then he would uh, he would crap all over it, uh, so to speak. And um, I mean, I I I respectful, respectfully told the guy that uh, you know if I did the same thing that every other big guy does, then I'm just going to fall into the same realm that every other big guy does and not going to be seen anyway so what does it matter and besides that i'm sure if vince mcmahon does see me you know and he wants me to do something different then i'm sure he's going to pay more than enough money for me to do something different and i wouldn't have any issue with that yeah i I completely agree with you uh congo you know i kind of see you in kind of the same way uh that bam bam bigelow was you know he was also you know the big kind of powerhouse guy but you know, can also do, you know, moves on the top rope that you wouldn't normally expect to see from someone of his of his caliber, his size. And, you know, and he was a WWF guy. I think, you know, in that kind of day and age, it was kind of like that where, you know, it was like during the Andre the Giants where it's like the big, the big guy should be stationary and stay on the ground and not, you know, try to go for the top rope or, you know, try to do Hurricane Runners or anything like that. But I feel like now in this day and age, you know, with wrestling and the way it is now, it's a lot more of an open playing field where, you know, there's, you know, not really, like, stigmas anymore. You can kind of just, if you can do it, do it. You know, there shouldn't be anything to limit your, you know, what you do in the ring. You know, if you're a big guy, if, if you can go on the top rope, then do it. You know, do whatever you think you can to, you know, put on a show and give a great performance. And I definitely see that within you. And I see a lot of, you know, chat on social medias and stuff saying that, like, you know, you are an awesome wrestler that hybrids together powerhousing, brawling speed, and high flying, and and I think that is definitely a high compliment to a testament of what you can do in the ring. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I always I always say that pro wrestling was built on the backs of guys that looked like me, and you know the King Kong Bundys and the the one man gangs, the Andres and Yokozunas, and you know the bigger guys. Uh, you always had to have that that bigger, mean and nasty heel, if you will, um, to, uh, get the baby face over. And, um, you know, I, I, I like to think that I provide that plus, plus some, you know, and not just, uh, 
just the the one element, you know, and those guys were, were excellent at what they did. They were great, you know, and I look up to uh, all of them, really. Um, they wouldn't be – I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for them. But I was also able to, to, to take some of that stuff and add some things to it, you know, and, and uh, um, you know, move, I guess, in a, in a different direction. So in in that being said, you know, like again with with back in the day with the WWE or at that time WWF, uh, filled with many many big guys like the Bam Bam Bigelows, like uh, Christina just mentioned, or the King Kong Bundys, like you mentioned, the Hulk Hogan's, and etc. Nowadays, wrestling has evolved into kind of like it's not a no more the land of the big guys situation. You know, we had Mr. T.J. Marconi here, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and he told uh, told our listeners, hey, wrestling still needs our big men. And not just because it's needed, but it's needed to help the smaller guys get over. So right. tell us what you think about the whole situation on that when it comes to, hey, big guys are still needed in this business. Um, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm glad to see that, you know, some of the smaller guys are finally getting recognition for their athleticism and, um, you know, things like that. And they can go out there and they can uh, do all the cool moves, you know, and then make the crowd go, ooh, and ah. Um, but, you know, it takes some of us um, realistic characters, I guess, or monsters or, you know, whatever you have it to go out there and actually tell the story that keeps the uh, the uh, fans interested. You know, not all fans are able to uh, to watch the uh, ROH style wrestling where everybody's going a million miles a minute. You know, with with very little rest in between. And um, sometimes somebody needs needs to just see a good swift punch in the face and watch uh, watch the reaction to it. And they need to have time to react to it. Um, I just you know. Uh, not everybody is able to bring that to the table. And I'm, I'm glad, you know, that there are bigger guys out there still doing that. You know, you kind of touched on, you know, who the people that you grew up watching and, and inspired you, you know, with like the Andre the Giants and, and the Yokozunas. Who is somebody now in, in today's day and age and in this independent scene that you really, you have an eye on, that you really enjoy watching, you really enjoy their work? Um... Braun Strowman, actually, I'm, I'm I'm becoming a huge fan of his. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Rusev. Um, as far as the independent scene, I really don't get to uh, watch, I guess, a whole lot of independent stuff. Um, mostly because it keeps me busy as it is. Um, but yeah, those are those are two of the guys that you know are really who I find impressive. Well, with the the situation of with uh, this is just a fun question. I just have to throw a curveball here with you, you know, giving us the name like Braun Strowman and and Rusev. Both of these guys were people that were like, hey, you know, we're being introduced by these monsters. Like they were destroying like uh, one against three and one against four, and even Rusev was fighting all these people, and and he was able to beat them all. Let, let me ask you something, uh, you know, Mr. Congo Kong. It just Again, fun question. Would you ever consider yourself say, "Hey, I'll put my name on the list. I don't mind going ahead, uh, going ahead and lose to a guy like Braun." Yeah, absolutely. If it gives me the exposure, why wouldn't I? <laughs> if somebody gets to see me do what I do, 
you know, then then they're going to know that I can do it well, regardless of of the uh, the end of the the end result. No, yeah, definitely. No, I I agree with you because uh, again, uh, to kind of bring up the past, I have interviewed Yuha uh, Nation, aka Apollo Cruz. Uh, before he ever was signed, and he told me, hey, I would love to be put in a spot against the big show and actually give me the opportunity to say, hey, I powerbombed the guy. <laughs> so, uh, right. yeah, I, I could definitely see where you're coming from with that. So now my last question is basically, Mr. Kong, um, you know, going back to what we were talking about with the big guys and you being agile and all that stuff, uh, was there ever a moment because again you ha- you you fly like a cruiserweight and you brawl like a heavyweight? Has there ever been a situation where you're like, oh my god, I- I'm scared to do this? Like, have you ever kind of double thought something while you're in the middle of a match? Uh, yeah, actually, ironically, uh, um, <clears throat> I've never had never hit a uh, moonsault on a person laying down um, until this year. Until recently, like I, I'd say maybe a month and a half ago, um, I'd always been afraid of, of either, you know, injuring myself or injuring the guy that I'm landing on. And, you know, I'm a big uh, a big uh, proponent of protecting, you know, I'm saying the guy that I'm in there with because I understand that, that you know, most, most of the times this would be how we make each other's living. And if it is, you know, we still need to work the next day. So, uh, um. I was uh it was post match and, and I was laying waste to uh some rookies and uh yeah we got towards the end and there was a guy laying in the right position and um he was too close to go up and splash and so I decided that it'd probably be better if I uh go ahead and moonsault him. And then as I was climbing I got up there and I was like, What the hell am I doing up here? Why am I up here? And I was like, oh, God, well, I can't get down now because then it's going to make me look like a heel. Um, and I hate to hurt him, but, you know, I'm I'm kind of kind of stuck. I can't just, you know, came back out now. It's too late. And so I did it, and it worked out fine. Um, you know, everybody was all right in the end, and uh, it looked pretty cool. No, yeah, like, uh, I, again, I've seen you do all this crazy stuff, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to die. As a matter of fact, have you ever had any chance of throwing your way up, like, when you're doing all these things? Uh, because I know it's very famous to hear, like, at ROH and PWG and in all these great independent locations. Have you ever had a chance throwing your way of, like, please don't die while you're doing all this crazy stuff? Uh, never please don't die. Uh, I've gotten the this is awesome, and, and uh, I actually got a – you're athletic or he's athletic last night, uh, chant up in Niagara Falls. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, and it's so funny because all the people, all the people, they've seen me wrestle before. So it's not like, you know, it's a brand new thing or anything, but yeah, they're, they, they chanted he's athletic. So, well, Hey, by all means, like you're hearing it from the fans and you're hearing it from journalists here saying, Hey, you're, you're one hell of a super heavyweight man. So much credit to you. You, you definitely have a fan in me no matter what. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and pass the microphone over to my lollipop queen over here. She don't ask where that name, that name comes from Kong because uh, it's in her contract, but basically, uh, (laughs) let me go, let me go ahead and pass over the mic and uh, thank you very much for talking to me. I have anything else. Uh, I'll ask you after her. Absolutely. 
All right, Mr. Congo Kong. Um, basically, what I wanted to know is, you know, with you being of your stature, being, you know, such a tall and bigger guy, you know, going throughout your training, was that something that always you really wanted to do is kind of, you know, go outside of, you know, the stereotypical what a big guy is and what they do? Is that something that always was in the back of your head when you started your training or was that something that kind of developed a little bit later on? Uh, yeah, no, I, I, from the beginning, I've always wanted to do stuff that, uh, I quote unquote shouldn't have been doing. Um, you know, and I, I was trained by Luchador, so that made the appeal of doing, you know, uh, hurricane runners and, and, uh, flying head scissors and things like that, um, that much greater. And, uh, you know, depending on who I'm, I'm in there with, you know, obviously I can't, you know, do it to everybody, but some people can actually, uh, base for me to, uh, to do that stuff. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's worked and it's gotten over pretty good. During your training, was it like difficult to find someone that would volunteer to be on the receiving end of you, like delivering a hurricane Rana or, you know, anything like that? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all scared then. Um, you know, it wasn't until later on in my career that people were more willing, I guess, to try, you know, and, and a lot of things, a lot of times it would, it would come, you know, not in that first match, but they would have to be in there the first time to make sure that uh, they would be okay or to know that they would be okay in my hands. And then, you know, the second or third match is when we'd go and try uh, the the, uh, the crazier moves. And can you just, like, walk me through, uh, you know, your decision to, to become a wrestler? Was this, like, you know, you were a fan of it ever since you were a kid? Is it something that you just really just – wanted to try to see if you could do, you know, has it been a dream of yours, you know, ever since you were a kid being a fan? Uh, yeah, since I was, my dad said since I was five years old, I wanted to be Hulk Hogan. Um, and from there, you know, it, it grew into me watching uh, uh, like the world class um, on ESPN and, and global wrestling federation and, um, you know, those different shows that came on every day after school, you know, I would watch them. And then I watched throughout my teenage years. I wrestled in high school, um, actually became pretty good at it. And then uh, I ended up getting a, uh, a football scholarship um, to a school uh, in Michigan. And um, after a year, just, you know, decided that it wasn't for me. Um, so then I happened to look into a uh, video game store that had a poster uh, for a local show and um, at the bottom of the poster it says if you want to become a wrestler dial this number and so I did and thus began my journey you know when you decided to tell your friends and family that you were you know looking to to train to become a professional wrestler especially coming from you know being in you know the field of football was it something that they had to get used to? And you're just like, wait a second, like, but football, that's, you know, that's something that I could definitely see you doing. Wrestling, maybe not so much. Was it, you know, kind of a tough uh, tough thing to sell to your friends and family, or were they very supportive from the get-go? Uh, the only person that I really had to win over, I guess, over the years was my dad. Uh, he was never a fan of wrestling. He still says he isn't. He's not. He's he's a fan of me, so, you know, he'll watch it if I'm, if I'm involved. Um but uh yeah he was the biggest one to convince that you know this is this is what i wanted to do you know and 
for my for my future, you know. And he used to tell me, "You're not going to do that fake crap. You're not going to do that fake crap." And so now, now these days, I have to tell him, "Hey, Dad, uh, remember I used to tell me I'm not going to do that fake crap. I'm doing it now, and I'm doing it well." So, you know, I have to take it and rub it in his face. But you know, now he's he's uh, he's pretty much on board. And he, you know, he's very proud of me. Um, he called me and talked to me for like a whole hour on, you know, just different ideas that he had for me about, you know, the wrestling business and how to use the platform and stuff. Cause I'm not going to be able to use it or I'm not going to be able to do it, you know, for the rest of my life. And <clears throat> I appreciate, you know, all that, you know, let me know all that stuff and, 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 and just, you know, taking the time to, to, uh, to tell me, you know, how how proud he is of me, you know, how far that has come because I remember when there was a day that he'd be like, you're, you're, you're stupid for that. And then, you know, sometimes he would come up and or come to my shows and he'd find my opponent after and, and, and he'd tell him, you're stupid for laying there for him. Yeah, it's always the story of, you know, the the reluctant parent ends up always being, like, their biggest cheerleader. And, you know, with your dad kind of, you know, telling you how you should, I guess, in a sense, like, you know, in a way you uh, take your career in the future, you know, is it something that you definitely take his advice to heart or is it something that's just, like, you let him, you know, say his piece and what he has to say and you kind of just, like, try and figure it out on your own? Or, you know, where do you think your your future in this business is going to go? Like, do you have, uh, like, a bucket list sort of thing that, you know, a, a dream match or an opponent or an event you really want to get involved in and you really want to, you know, showcase your, your abilities in the ring. Um, I guess, you know, my, my, my goal as everyone else's goal, you know, in this business is to become a world champion and, and uh, not only to become a world champion, but to make a living and to get set up for life. Um, you know, to, to be the best I can be and, uh, you know, to be able to take care of my parents, to give them back, you know, the things that they've given to me, make sure that they're they're set up for the rest of their lives. Um, you know, those, those are my goals. And, and, you know, as far as my dad and his advice, absolutely. It's like my dad is one of the smartest people I know. And, um, you know, just to, to listen to some of the things that he was telling me, you know, I'm, 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 I'm excited about what the future holds. I know it's only going to be one step at a time for me, you know, as it has been for the last 18 years. But, you know, as long as I keep swimming, you know, should be good. I'll get there. And, you know, being a wrestler and just being in this business in general, it's definitely a, a wild and crazy ride uh, that comes with this business. And you saying you've been doing it for the past 18 or so years. Like, what are some of, like, the craziest things that you've come across, like, in locker rooms, at venues, after shows? Because, I've, you know, I've been a fan of this business basically my entire life and been going to the shows probably for the past 10 or so years. And I've seen some pretty astounding things that I never thought I would ever see at any show period, concerts, wrestling shows, even movies. And, you know, wrestling fans always continue to prove me wrong. But yeah, you know, being in this business, like, what are some of the craziest things that you've ever come across or just seen or been a part of? Uh, you know, that's that's a it's a good question. Like, I guess one of the oddest situations um, was that I was at a show recently, and um, there was a big uh, uh, to do about some people 
getting down to business in the car out in the parking lot. Um, <laughs> it was just uh, a weird situation. Like, why would you do that at a wrestling show? Was my thought. You know, you know, people are going to be outside and going through the cars and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, they were, and they got caught. And, you know, I didn't get to see who it was or figure out who it was. I really didn't care. I just thought it was interesting. It's funny that they did it. I mean, I guess being in a venue with, you know, basically guys in tight underwear really puts people in the mood sometimes, I, I guess. <laughs> I, I have to throw something in here, Mr. Khan, because, um, you know, before I started journalism, I used to be a, a wrestler like you, uh, just part-time though, but I, I was more like the comedy act of the show, like the Santino Barella per se. Um, okay. You know, I used to be a mass luchador, basically. I'm not going to go ahead and talk more about this mass luchador character I used to be. But I used to, like, they used to tell me, hey, George, every time you arrive to the arena, make sure that you have your mask on. When you're leaving the arena, make sure you have your mask on because you can never show your identity. Now, you being a, a you know, painted up superstar, is that – is the – same rule for you? Does the same rule apply for people like you that paint your face? Um, it's it's a lot harder to uh, paint your face on your way to the venue than it is, excuse me, to do it once you finally get there. The trick is to get there before any fans arrive. That way they don't see you out of the paint, you know, and, and to make sure that they're gone before you take it off and leave, you know. Um, but, you know, with the... Uh, the uh the use of facebook these days um it's kind of hard to keep your your identity completely sealed anyway you know like i i had a fan yesterday uh as i was walking past and going to my merch table and he, he goes hi steve and like my first reaction was to punch him but you know i just kind of looked at him mean mugged him you know cuz it's 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 ridiculous and disrespectful you know when a fan uh, tries to put themselves on the same level, especially if we've never talked before. I mean, yeah, we're, we might be Facebook friends because that's just the type of guy I am, but respect me for the performer that I am and, you know, call me my character when I'm in character. You know, if you want to call me Steve, if you see me on the streets, I have absolutely no issue with that. But beyond that, respect who I am, you know, as as a performer. Yeah, I think wrestling is one of those very unique situations where, you know, there is that, you know, that line of separation between, you know, be, you being in your character and your gimmick and you in your real life. And, you know, especially with social media, those lines tend to get a little bit blurred where, you know, they may be friends with you on social media and that's, you know, they kind of see it as, you know, they started to know you on more of a personal level, even though you guys have never met or even had a word of conversation with each other. And, you know, especially right. with like wrestling fans, you know, especially like you were saying when they come to you after shows and they, you know, they try to come at you or treat you like they know you personally and, you know, you've never met a day in your life. You know, it's a weird situation with that where, like, the lines kind of get blurred, especially in, 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 the, in the terms of social media because of that, because you tend to, you know, put your, your real life a little bit more out there on social media than you would do, you know, back in the day, you know, when you kept your right. gimmicks very close to you. Yeah, um... Absolutely. Uh, um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, it's a weird situation. And, like, 
Um, I, I guess I understand because fans want to know all this inside information, but at the same time, they need to respect, you know, those boundaries. Um, I don't think I would dare walk up to Hulk Hogan and say, hey, Terry, you know what I mean? No, he's Hulk Hogan. Like, and, and I'm pretty sure he has to be Hulk Hogan, you know, 24-7. So I'm not going to disrespect that, you know, and disrespect his work and his efforts by, you know, calling him by his, his birthday. That's just not something that, you know, you do. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's, you know, wrestling fans kind of tend to see, like, you know, like they know you personally or they almost kind of, for lack of a better term, I guess, in a sense kind of like own you in a way, you know, especially with the the things that have happened in the past couple of weeks with, like, you know, pictures and videos being leaked of, you know, wrestlers and their personal lives and things like that. You know, they think that they have a right to do that sort of thing. They have a right to, you know, leak pictures or videos that were not intended for the public eye because they think, you know, right. they know these wrestlers and they're in the public eye anyway that, you know, they can release these, these personal, you know, infos. What is your advice to fans and stuff to be like, hey, you guys need to learn where the line is? Um, You know, uh, if you want to put me on the, the same level as somebody that, I don't know, you go to school with or you live in the same neighborhood with, um, or, you know, talk to on a daily basis, then, yeah, do that. You know what I'm saying? But then I have to ask the question, why are you paying, you know, money to come see us perform this? You know what I mean? Because I wouldn't go see my neighbor perform. I tell my students that all the time. Like, uh, when you decide who it is, what persona you want to portray, you have to think about, is this someone that people are going to pay money to see or are you just going to be basically someone's next door neighbor? Cause I wouldn't pay money to see my next door neighbor. So I don't expect anybody else to pay money to see theirs. Um, you know, so if you put, if you try to put wrestlers on that level um, to where they are on the same plane as you, not saying we're better, not saying anything like that, but um, you know, we have to keep a certain, I guess, separation, you know, um, don't mind signing autographs, don't mind hamming it up with the fans at intermission and stuff like that. But when you try to get personal, you know, you're doing too much, you know, and you're, you're trying to make me your next door neighbor who you wouldn't pay to go see. Um, but yet you still pay to go see me. So keep me in, in the light, keep us in the light that, you know, we are superstars and that we do uh, travel this globe, uh, making a living at what entertains you. And that's what we're trying to, to do here on the show. Sorry for plugging this, but, you know, we're trying to build the respect back uh, for not just the wrestling business, but for you guys that sacrifice, you know, your bodies and, and your souls seven days a week. Because a lot of people automatically, when they think of an independent professional wrestler, they just think automatically, oh, you guys only do this per weekend, you know, every weekend or every other weekend. But they don't understand that, you guys, to get ready for that weekend, you have to train all five days ahead of that, you know, to make sure that you're, you're okay, to make sure you're injury-free, to make sure that you have your cardio right. You know, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, your training regimen to get ready for everything? Like, what are the sacrifices that you have done uh, in order to set up your matches to do what you do to give what the, what the fans uh, expect every weekend? 
Well, um, I, uh, I actually train um, uh, uh, pro wrestlers, you know, guys want to become, to get into business. Um, and so I use that, you know, as one of my main platforms for, for trying to stay in shape and, you know, keep on top of things uh, to, uh, to uh, you know, to, to be in there and, and to know what, you know, ring shape is like. You know, it's a different thing than for me anyway, than just going to a gym and you know riding a, a treadmill or anything like that and lifting weights. Like uh, riding a treadmill and lifting weights are great, but you know the more time for me that I spend in the ring, the better off I am. You know, so when those those twenty or thirty minute matches come around, I can still go the entire time. And with the 18 years that you've been doing this, like, uh, or close to 19, uh, with all these years racking up on, you know, on your body, uh, ha have you felt it uh, physically or mentally? Like, because a lot of people, uh, it, pro wrestling is not ba uh, ballet, as we all know. You know, I used to be until I suffered a severe concussion and then I couldn't do it anymore. So, like, has have you started feeling it yet? Like, uh, both mentally, physically, how, how are you coping with that? Um, I mean, physically, yeah, you'll have the the worries and tears. Um, you know, sometimes you just need to take a, a little bit of a break and uh, try to try to heal up. Um, other times you fight through the pain. You know, uh, just keep going. Um, as far as mentally, you know, there have been times when I wanted to quit when I was like, yeah, nothing's happening, so I'm just gonna gonna sit down. But then I always felt like if as soon as as soon as I quit, then I would miss my breakthrough. And so the thing was just keep going, keep fighting. Um, you know, try not to be stagnant because when you get stagnant, that's when you miss stuff. No, that's very very true. And I have a question here from one of our listeners. Uh, Ms. Lorraine wanted to ask uh, you, Mr. Kong, uh, what is the most valuable lesson uh, you have learned in your career? Hmm. It would probably be don't believe anything until it's happening because you can get told, you know, many things and, and be let down um, so hard because you're expecting that certain thing to come true. Um you know, whether it be intentional or, or ill-intentional on the other party's part, um, you know, it's best to just kind of sit back and watch and, um, you know, keep your eyes and ears open and um, don't get too excited about anything. Don't speak on anything before it happens. Just let it happen. And when it happens, then you can, you can uh, boast to the world. That's like uh, uh, recently, you know, with the, my signing with Impact, you know, people were reporting it long before it happened, and I made sure that I would, I would kibosh the situation, you know, because I didn't know, um, I, I felt like it was going to happen. I wasn't unsure, completely unsure that it wouldn't happen, you know what I mean? Um, but I didn't want to put it out there, and then something happened, and all of a sudden, it's not true, because that's, that's the worst feeling, for me anyway, is, it's an untruth being out there. So I'd rather, you know, tell the truth as it is. And then when the time is right, when, you know, I'm supposed to reveal it after it's happened or after it's a, a done deal, then, you know, I'll let people know that, Hey, yeah, this is true. Yeah. And that's definitely true. And, and just to kind of rewind a little bit and thank you very much, Lorraine, for that question. A fantastic question. Uh, but, 
let me just say this real quick, Mr. Kong. Uh, you know, if you ever quit, don't you dare. I will personally come, you know, find you at a local show and be like, don't you dare. I'm one of your top fans. Don't you dare quit on me. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it'd be a, if I did anything, it'd be a break. But, um, you know, since uh, I'd say 2003, I've been going strong and I've had several injuries and I was just talking about this. You know, and I've been fortunate enough that the injuries were stuff, you know, I guess with my sides that I can kind of protect and, uh, you know, have the other guy work with me on as opposed to, you know, having to take a, a crazy amount of time off. Because, um, again, I, I was always afraid that when I did that, then I would lose momentum and I would I would lose my push, my, my, uh, my edge, uh, you know, and so I wanted to make sure that, um, I was uh, staying on top of things and, you know, staying in this business. So, you know, I mean, I'm looking forward to what's coming. I don't know, you know, the future, but um, I believe it's bright, you know, and I'm keep chugging. I'm keep trying to, to uh, be where I need to be and keeping myself uh, uh, in tune and in focus and shape, um, you know, and then, what come what may, you know, we'll 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 deal with it when it gets here. Awesome, man. My last question is this, Mr. Kong. Can we be expecting you in Orlando, Florida, which is pretty much the Mecca for all wrestling now next week? Can we be expecting you somewhere in Orlando next week? Well, unfortunately, uh <laughs> and not really unfortunately, it's actually a good thing. But uh I'll be in Illinois. Um but I had this booking since I want to say the day after WrestleMania last year, um, the guy actually sent me a deposit and everything. He wanted to make sure that I was with him come this time this year, you know, and that was a whole year ago. And I, that's, you know, it's a blessing, you know, when you think about it, somebody has that much faith in you that they, they want you a whole year out. Well, Mr. Khan, that's just that just not only shows the faith that we have in you, but also the value that we see in you. And, you know, I, I, I think I could speak for Christina here that we cannot thank you enough for this time that you've lent us here today. I think you've lent us, what, like about 30 minutes of your time. I cannot thank you enough for this, uh, for your answers, for your time. So seriously and humbly, we say thank you. And I thank you for having me on. It's uh, it's an absolute pleasure, you know, and it's it's um, an honor when people think of you, you know, when you're, you're doing something right, apparently, when, you know, you're based out of New York, I'm based out of Indiana, and, and you guys thought about me. So that I think that's a that's a huge credit to to uh, the things that I'm doing and how they somehow must be right, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know what they say. If, if if you have people talking, you must be doing something right. Right, exactly. As long as they keep talking, I'll keep uh keep doing what I'm doing. Exactly. So, Mr. Kong, uh, before I let you go, let me just ask Christina. Do you have any last comments, questions, anything? Uh, just you know, with you saying that you know you must you must be doing something right for you to be on our show. I mean, we have our eyes open throughout you know the entire world basically. And whoever catches our eye is somebody that we definitely want to have on our show. And you were definitely one of the top ones. And I thank you so much for, you know, giving us the time to, to be on our show. And 
and, you know, sit down and talk with us. And I thank you so much. I honestly cannot wait till if I am able to eventually be able to see you live and in person and, and be able to tell you this sort of thing in person. So, again, I thank you so much for your time. And thank you. Uh, let's do it again sometime. <laughs> No, definitely. You're, you're definitely uh, a part two because I'm pretty sure there's some things that we haven't spoken about that we haven't even given light to. So, so Mr. Kong, uh, before you go, let's do some plugs. How can people follow you on social media? Do you have a fan page of some sort? Uh, Twitter? I know Instagram is now a thing too. Uh, uh, like, where? How can people contact you for any kind of booking inquiries? And uh, I know we said this just now, but for anyone who's just tuning in late. Uh, where can the fans to, uh, watch you next live? Um, okay, uh, that was a lot. <laughs> um, you can you can reach me on Facebook. Uh, if you look up Steve Wilson or Congo Kong, you should be able to find both my uh, my fan page and my personal page. Uh, unfortunately, I'm at five thousand on my personal page, but you can still follow me. Um, you know, if you'd like to send me a message, send me. I might get it. I might not. <laughs> Who knows? Um, if you want to uh, reach me on my uh, my personal page, uh, or I'm sorry, on my fan page, you know, I'll more more likely than not, and you know, be more be more than happy to re- reply to you. Um, <clears throat> I also make wrestling gear, um, so I want to throw that plug in there. Um, so if you want to look up Juggernaut Gear by Osiris, um, which was my former character before Congo Kong came along and you know, uh, took away all of Osiris's bookings. Um, you know, you can, you can check that out. I have plenty of, uh, samples of my work. Um, and now since, you know, uh, wrestling is my main income, I can spend more time working on the gear. So, you know, it'll be, um, not only an improvement, um, in the quality, uh, or the, the, I guess the style, the quality is still pretty good. Um, but you know the times the time frame should be a little easier because I'm not gonna be on uh, on the go as much um then also you can reach me on twitter at real congo Kong and then I believe my uh my instagram handle is congo cyrus seven eight seven eight maybe one seven eight I'm not sure I don't know <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> And funny question, now that you've said that you make ring gear, by coincidence, do, are you uh, a good friend of ours, Barrington Hughes? Are you his partner in that ring gear stuff? Uh, we've, uh, we've worked together before. You know, he'll, he'll send me the uh, design, okay. and I'll, uh, I'll bring him to life. Um, I love working with Barrington. He has a, a very, very creative mind. And as a matter of fact, I need to contact him. Um, for some some things uh, of my own, some ideas of my own to come to come up with. So glad you reminded me of that. I I couldn't think of who right off right off hand that I I could go to for for some advice on some creative stuff. But uh, that helps out. Now, what was the last thing you wanted me to to talk about after I plugged my stuff? Oh no no no! Like where can the fans catch you next live? Oh yeah what, yeah what's yeah. The last part? Um. This weekend, if you are in the Windsor, Ontario area, hell, if you're not, um, you know, four or five hour trip, it's a, and it, a, a really amazing show to see. And you'll see, 
you know, a lot of the, the stars of um, TNA and WWE and, uh, uh, you know, everywhere, ECW, um, Impact, um, you know, Border City Wrestling is one of the premier um, federations in Canada. Um, I would I would even go as far as to say on on uh, North American soil soil they don't run every every uh, every month or anything like that they might do like two or three times a year but it's well worth it you know and it's a great experience and you always see somebody that you won't normally get to see at a show it's an awesome awesome time um, the week after that my week starts uh, starts at IWA Mid South down in Louisville Kentucky. Then I go from there to um, APWA in West Virginia. I can't even remember the town, but if you look up All-American Pro Wrestling Association, you'll be able to find it. Um, Then on that Saturday, I'm in Mattoon, Illinois for Zero One USA. And on that Sunday, I will be enjoying WrestleMania in front of a TV screen. Great, and we are looking forward to it. Of course, guys, Congo Con, contact him with anything you guys need. He is a worker. He can work on gear, and I'm sure he can help you out with some face paint, too, if you need it. So, you know, he's a one-stop shop kind of guy. So, again, I'd like to thank you for being on the show and giving us the time of your day to, to be here with us. Thank you, guys, again. It's been my, my pleasure. So, with that being said, Congo, Thank you so much again, and have a wonderful night. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Okay, guys, that was Congo. Con- wow. <laughs> wow. That, that, that's all I could say about that interview. I, I can't, I don't think I could describe it with any other way. Uh, I know I'm going to get a bunch of blasts from messages right now saying, why are you saying wow? But I'm just, I, you know, I'm speechless. That was an amazing interview. George, you're always speechless. Yeah, I, listen, I, I I just learn more every every day every time we do this, okay? Well, I mean, that's the whole point. I mean, it's to, you know, get people on here that, you know, maybe our fans or, you know, us ourselves may not be, uh, you know, fully aware of their work or, you know, who they are as a person and to be able to have them on the show and, and to learn a little bit more, not even just about the person, but a little bit more about the business that we love so much. It's, yep. You know, it's the reason that we do what we do and, you know, to be able to give our fans and our listeners a little bit of information and in that way, it's, you know, it's, it's nice. I like it. I enjoy it. <laughs> oh, no, I know. Like I could say, I, I enjoy it too. I, I love it. This is, this is kind of like, uh, yeah, I know I was a worker and I know I had to leave the business due to an injury, but this is like a dream come true for me. So I'm loving every step. And on top of that, I sit, get to sit next to a queen here. So I, yeah, I, I'm loving it. I'm still working on my crown. Everybody, I'm hoping, I don't know, maybe I'll have it done by WrestleMania. I'm trying to work on my denim jacket as well for WrestleMania for that debut. Uh, But I'm also looking for more patches. So if anybody's listening and you know a great place to get uh, jacket patches, please hit me up on my Facebook and let me know. I'm very interested in that. That that was a very simple request. But also, guys, for Christ's sake, I just bought myself a purple blazer. Yeah, I, I, I agreed with it, everybody. So, so uh, there, that should be a testament yeah, to not only George's, I guess, fashion sense, but mine as well. Because, you know, we're at the Goodwill today, which is one of my favorite places in the whole wide world to be. You know, just thrift store, thrift shopping as much as possible. But, yeah, George was, 
you know, met me there, was trying on many blazers, and a lot I did not agree with, and one that I guess you thought was black, but it was purple. And I was like, well, you know what? I don't think that looks terrible. So I think maybe that's the one you should go with. And I'm, I'm glad you caught it. I'm glad you listened. Well, they, they're going to see me in purple on Thursday. But uh, before we continue, I want to send out our wishes to our uh, former guest I had here many, many years ago, uh, C.W. Anderson, uh, one of the ECW originals. His dad just got was in the hospital, was just moved to ICU. So, Mr. C.W. Anderson, I want to send out my prayers and my wishes out to you. Uh, you know, please send out prayers to him as his dad is in the ICU. Um, prayers out to you, CW. Thank you. Uh, but guys, now that we have a couple minutes to spare before we get Rob Fury here next, we're gonna talk WrestleMania. Christina, it's next week. The showcase of the immortals. You got some heavy, heavy match- matches from Randy Orton to Bray Wyatt versus Bray Wyatt to Goldberg versus Lesnar to Roman Reigns versus The Undertaker. Like, you have some epic, epic matches going into this WrestleMania. What are your thoughts going in? My thoughts are everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Not only just because of WrestleMania and the event itself, but just kind of all of the all of the events and everything else we have planned. I mean, originally we were supposed to go up Thursday and leave mm, yeah. Sunday after WrestleMania, but those plans got thrown out the window. <laughs> now we're leaving Tuesday and not even coming back until Monday after Raw. So it's going to be literally a week mm-hmm. of just full-on action-packed wrestling just shenanigans. Well, thank, thank God for some bonuses I'm getting because I'm coming back broke like a joke. But basically, guys, yeah, we're going to be there for an entire week, uh, you know, headlining with WrestleMania on Sunday and then going into Monday Night Raw on Monday, which, by the way, we are probably going to expect some major, major debuts on Monday because, again, the Monday Night Raw, like, no no taking away credit from SmackDown. I know that's on Tuesday, but you cannot go to WrestleMania and not go to the Monday Night Raw right after. It's kind of like a uh, it's it's a thing to do per se because when I went to the last mania that was down here in Miami, I went to the same Raw the next night, and that was the same debut of Brock Lesnar. Let me tell you something, that place was electric. I cannot wait to see who's debuting this year. I mean, agreed. It's you know it's a infamous I guess um, way to go after WrestleMania is the you know the Raw after WrestleMania. It's you know in a testament to you know debuts and people mm-hmm. that are coming back and just giant storyline changes or, you know, new storylines developing. And it's definitely a not missed show, uh, you know, definitely from years past, like you were saying, with Lester yeah. coming back and all of that, uh, you know, it's definitely a show uh, you don't want to miss. And I am very excited to be able to be there actually in person because when I went to WrestleMania 28 a couple of years ago, I didn't go to Raw after. Mm-hmm. I, you know, was still working a part-time retail job and now I'm still working a crappy retail job so you know my money isn't all there but I definitely saved up some some extra coins on the side there to be able to to make it because I didn't want to miss it this time I I missed out last time and I didn't want to do it again so let's run through the card here real quick before we get to Rob Fury we got the main event the headline of Wrestlemania Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg who are you having your money on Lesnar Lesnar, 100%. I prefer him better. I think Goldberg, this is, all right, you're done. 
you know, you came in, you made your, you know, cool couple mil, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much they make. Probably way more than I could ever imagine. But you know, they you made a lot of money. It's it's time to go. You you started bleeding because you hit a door <laughs> again. Stop it. He 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 bladed to a door. Yeah, you're right. That's uh, that kind of makes me say, how did you survive Lesnar? <laughs> if you can't survive the door. But yes, uh, I have to agree with you. I'm on your same boat on that one. My money is on Brock Lesnar to win the Universal Championship. On to the next match. You got the one for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship with, of course, Randy Orton going after the, the Eater of Worlds, Bray Wyatt's WWE Championship. Who are you going for that one? I'm going for Bray Wyatt 100%. I want to I want to see him with the title. I want him to have a lengthy reign, you know, especially with the whole Randy Orton trying to, you know, destroy him and, you know, destroying the the Wyatt compound, and, you know, destroying Sister Abigail. I want to see that storyline progress a little bit more mm-hmm. in that way. Uh, even after, you know, Wyatt turning his back on Luke Harper, I think that's going to be a, an interesting, you know, curve mm-hmm. and an interesting storyline to to further in for the rest of the year. Well, again, we're on the same boat again on this one. I'm going for Bray Wyatt, not just because, uh, you know, of his character, but I got to know him personally. And this is a guy who has worked his butt off from his time as Husky Harris all the way to what he is today. And this guy deserves, not like how you said, a lengthy title run. And I feel like it's, it's in good hands with that title just because he knows how to talk and he knows how to work. So I think this is the perfect thing. Personally, I would love to see finally, I know it's not probably going to happen for a couple months, but I personally would love to see Bray Wyatt versus AJ Styles one-on-one for the title in the near future. At least that's what I would love to see. Completely agree with you, but you wouldn't have it any other way. So uh, Speaking of AJ Styles, another match on the card that is, you know, kind of, fans are a little bit back and forth about is AJ Styles going against the, the general manager of SmackDown Live. And no, I'm not talking about Daniel Bryan. I am talking about Shane McMahon himself. And, you know, that is a match that I, I, I like both of them. You know, Shane McMahon's not necessarily a worker, but Shane McMahon is definitely one of those people that will do whatever he can and whatever is physically possible for him to, to put on a great show. Uh, you know, he's not, he's not a technical wrestler, he's not a high flyer, but he's definitely one of the people that will, you know, put his body in the line just to, to give the fans what they want. And AJ's what better person to go up against than AJ, you know, complete veteran and complete, you know, he's absolutely exciting in the ring and just, oh, I'm, I'm excited, I'm sorry, I'm just very excited. Well, okay, you bring up AJ, that, you know, and Shane, that's great, you know, you think that's going to be a good match, but let me bring you, bring up this. You know, I, I do think it's a good match, but for those people that are saying, hey, this is going to be a horrible match, AJ deserves better. Does anyone recall the King of the Ring match between Shane McMahon and Kurt Angle? Like, it, it, it's like people forgot, you know, even the, the match that Shane McMahon had with Steve Blackman in, in SummerSlam. People tend to forget Shane McMahon might not be the best wrestler, but God damn it, he's the best entertainer out there. And let me tell you something. You put the best entertainer with the best wrestler, and I could guarantee you we're going to have a five-star classic at WrestleMania. Now, as far as winning, I don't think Shane McMahon is winning on this one. I think AJ Styles for the win. I, I, wouldn't, put over, uh, I wouldn't put Shane over AJ any day. Mm. AJ deserves to go over. I mean, he's the, he's the true performer. performer. He's the true worker. He's the true wrestler. Like, 
don't put over the general manager. Yeah. Do it in storyline, maybe, but in, in the ring, put over the worker. Agreed. Now, the, the one that everyone right now is hating on, uh, now that you're talking about, you know, hating and all that stuff and, and the worker, you're ta- putting over the worker, I mean. You're looking at the big dog, Roman Reigns, who is now trying to take away the yard from the king of the yard. I'm talking about the phenom, the undertaker. Listen, I'm going to go out on the limb. You might not be very happy with this prediction, but I think Roman Reigns is going to win. And not because he's going to take over the yard or any of that stuff. I just think Roman Reigns, his time has finally arrived. They're going to put him over as the next big guy. It's kind of like the passing of the torch. And on top of that, I think this is that one opportunity the WWE cannot ignore to finally put him as a heel, as one of the top heels that that the WWE needs right now. I definitely think they're going towards that route to hopefully, and I'm really, really putting a lot of faith into wrestling right now, which a lot of fans do. And that's why we get so passionate and so upset when things don't go our our way Mm -hmm. because we put so much hope into these things. But yeah, I do. I put a lot of hope into the fact that they will turn Reigns heel because at least for me, and I know a lot of fans that I've talked to about this, uh, this match and the situation is, you know, I personally loved when the undertaker was, the big red evil. He was the big dog that ran the yard and, you know, he'll make you famous if you ever try to step in his yard. I love the American badass undertaker. Don't get me wrong. I love the dead man. I love the phenom, but when he, you know, was coming down to the ramp and the motorcycle and, you know, he was making people famous because he, uh, they were trying him. I absolutely love that. And, you know, with the whole Roman Reigns kind of trying to steal that whole, like, this is my yard thing too. It is definitely building up for a heel turn. And, and I'm going to say this, wrestling fans, and I really want you to pay attention. I want you to open your ears, and I want you to listen. If Roman Reigns goes over, which in my head I do think he will, I think Undertaker is kind of getting to that point in his career where things are definitely towards the end, um, and Roman Reigns obviously is the one to be propelled to be the next guy, the next face of the company. But this is the part that I want you to listen to. If Reigns goes over, Undertaker has enough pull that he can choose his opponent and he can choose whether he goes over or doesn't. So if Reigns goes over, I think the Undertaker had a lot to do with it. I think he was the one that okayed it and agreed with the situation and agreed with that decision. So before you get so mad, because I know fans love to get so angry about Roman Reigns and what he does, Mm -hmm. before you get angry about it, please listen and just please think about it. That Undertaker has enough pull and enough, like, weight that he can allow that to happen. He chose Roman Reigns. He chose Roman Reigns to win and to, I guess, carry the proverbial torch in that sort of way that George was saying. So... That's my that's my advice before you guys get all huffy and puffy behind your computers and you know you gotta go blog about it on social media and then I have to scroll through it for three weeks after WrestleMania of how bad you still are about it. Just stop it. Enjoy the ride, guys. Enjoy the ride because in the end of the day next week you're still gonna tune in anyway just to see what happens. So enjoy, enjoy the ride, guys. Now the last two predictions going in, guys, is the women. Um. And I have to. Oh, I forgot. There's a Three lot more. of cards. Come on, there's, there's a there's, lot there's, going no, on here. This. I forgot the. Okay, who you want to do first? The two women or the that one? Let's just, just let's just scroll through my uh, list here. Okay. All right, we have next. 
Go well, right I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah, go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. For the United States Championship, of course, it is the champion currently Chris Jericho versus former best friend in Kevin Owens. KO Mania. Yes, KO Mania, of course. KO Mania 2, I believe. I'm I think buying the that shirts shirt. are out. Yeah, okay. I'm, I was about to say, are the shirts out yet? I'm <laughs> buying that shirt. I love the neon too in the back, and the, I love it. It's ah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go on, Christine. I'm sorry. I mean, I think this is definitely going to be one of the top matches, in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, going into WrestleMania and coming out of it. I think it's going to be one of those, like, you know, if not five stars, and definitely close to it. Uh, you know, two absolutely phenomenal workers in the ring together. I've never been, you know, truly disappointed in anything that Roman, I mean, not Roman Reigns, sorry, Kevin Owens or Chris Jericho have done in the past year or so. Uh, and I think their feud is, is definitely hot enough and their storyline is definitely uh, hot enough and the fans are definitely involved in it enough to really put the energy and the passion behind this match and behind this storyline so uh, I guess in my prediction to who is going to win, I I say Kevin Owens because I know Chris Jericho is, you know, after WrestleMania, things are, I think we're going to start dwindling down for him a little bit because I know he's going on tour with his band Fozzie. Uh, so, yeah, I, I put Kevin Owens over. And I have to, again, agree with you. I have to think it's going to be Kevin Owens walking away as the new United States champion. Just because, again, I think uh, Chris Jericho's contract – uh, comes up at the end of WrestleMania. So basically, I, I think this is the, the same similarity with, with uh, you know, Undertaker and Roman Reigns is about passing the torch. Uh, so could this be Chris Jericho's final WWE run ever? I don't know. Uh, it, it's getting to that point that you start to believe that. So uh, if that's the case, this is the perfect moment. And what I would love to see happen, which probably wouldn't, I'm sure even, you know, if it didn't happen, it will happen on the internet because that's one thing you could praise the internet about. But if, you know, are you still clapping? I'm doing the new day. Sorry. Anyway, (laughs) but, you know, what I would love to see, you know, if Kevin Owens does go over to maybe have the next night on Raw, have Chris Jericho kind of, you know, give his, like, swan song, and then leave to the tune of Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. Because if anybody has seen those videos, you know, where it takes their, you know, like, the festival of friendship, and when Kevin Owens turned on Chris Jericho, they, it always happens to the soundtrack of my uh, Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On from Titanic. And it just puts so many feels into the storyline that aren't already there already, and I think it would be absolutely fantastic if they did it. If not... That's what the internet's there for. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I can, you know, praise about the internet. You know, I, I can't praise the complaining constantly and, you know, the blogging and ugh, being on Twitter and voice your opinions that, you know, can't change the way that wrestling works. Wrestling is a moving train. You either hop on it or you don't and you enjoy it. But with that being said, you know, if, you know, it doesn't absolutely happen during Raw or, you know, a couple weeks after, then, you know. <laughs> the internet, I'm, I'm counting on you for this for me. Well, <laughs> I personally would love to see him walk away to the Incredible Hulk uh, little thing. Dun, dun, dun. You know, that little piano thing when he's walking away? You know, Nobody in, knows what you're talking uh, about. The, 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 the 19th year. Nope. Lou Ferrigno, you know? Nope. I am a 90s kid, so. Oh, you, you all suck. <laughs> Where, where's my where's my cue card? Oh, yeah, I forgot. He's at Raw in Brooklyn. Oh, Raymond. Yeah. All right, cute car guy Raymond. Enjoy Raw. <laughs> freaking lucky bastard. Mm-hmm. Uh, freaking Brooklyn is going to eat up that those wrestlers alive here tonight. Oh, Brooklyn so, is an uh, absolutely, like, top crowd to be around. They are definitely, like, you know, I was in 
Uh, like I told you guys before, I was at Manhattan Mayhem for uh, Ring of Honor. Uh, New York fans, or, you know, I've never mm-hmm. been in a New York crowd. I've never actually been to a wrestling show in New York. It's only my second time being in New York. And to be able to experience such a pa- passionate crowd and a very vocal crowd. And, you know, obviously everyone knows uh, New York crowds are not afraid to tell you what they like and what they don't like, especially what they don't like. Yep. So tonight is definitely going to be a very vocal crowd. Uh, expect a lot of booing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns when he's up there. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think it's going to be a great way to kind of, you know, segue into the WrestleMania because this is the... the yeah, this is the... Uh, second no, to last. Second yeah, second to last. Next week is their go-home. So next week it should be a bigger one. But anyway, going back to our predictions, we have a couple more matches, and then we got to run to Rob Fury. Uh, we got the next one, which is going to be very controversial. I'm talking about John Cena and Nikki Bella versus The Miz and Maurice. With all this whole whole thing going on with Nikki Bella and Maurice saying that how Maurice, um, you know, was one of the women that the Bellas canceled their contract uh, because when they were trying to come back in 2013, uh, you know, it, it's it, it's a lot of situations going on to this match. It's like a lot of people think this is just story, but it's also kind of like epic real in a way where you kind of remember that back in the day story between Edge and Matt Hardy where they turned it into storyline, but it was also shoot. So this is that same feel. Now, when going into this match, I think it's going to entertain the crowd big time just because of the passion that's already in there because it's also a shoot. But, of course, my money is on John Cena and Nikki Bella. Oh, mine too. I think there's a lot of elements going into this match that I think the fans are definitely going to look forward to. You know, I think uh, just coming from, like, the personal standpoint where, you know, obviously everyone knows that Ben and Maurice are married and Nikki and John are together in a relationship and kind of having that, because to be honest, I can't really recall uh, matches in recent history that are like that, kind of having two, two personal, you know, couples being in a match together. And, you know, I like The Miz. A lot of people have a lot of hate on him, but, you know, I've seen him wrestle live, and I think he is a great worker. I think he's a fantastic talker, a fantastic heel that you just want to hate. And, you know, and also I think a lot of fans are going to be really excited to see Maurice in the ring. It's been how long now? that uh, Maurice has, been, has stepped foot into a ring to actually wrestle. Yep. It has, it's been many, many years. Yeah, it's been a while. I couldn't tell you the, the exact, like, how many years, but it's, it's been a while. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of different elements going into this that a lot of fans are going to be very curious to see how this plays out. Yeah. And especially with a lot of rumors going on that John Cena may or may not propose to Nikki after the match. Well, mind you, the the whole point is is that going back to how you said that Maurice hasn't wrestled in many years, she was actually a very good performer when she did. Uh, as a matter of fact, her DDT was one of the most dangerous finishers in back in the day. Like, it actually brought back meaning to a move that should have been a finisher for all these years since Jake the Snake Roberts. But basically, yes, uh, you know, Maurice uh, will be stepping back in the ring and question, of course, like you said, uh, will he propose? Will he not? I, the question is up in the air, but you know, what's the, you know, hopefully he does. It, it's a, it'll be a nice touch, but what's the next match we have here? Uh, next match we have here is for the WWE raw women's championship. Of course, championship uh, champion as in Bailey and versus Charlotte Flair versus Sasha Banks and a triple threat. I think this is going to be a fantastic match. Just like last year, the ladies proved it, you know, with Charlotte, with Sasha, with Becky, you know, in their triple threat, it was a fantastic match. I expect no less uh, this year. You know, I have a lot of friends of mine that don't like Bailey. 
They think that she is the Katy Perry of wrestling. They don't understand what her point is at all. And, of course, this is just people that are talking that aren't wrestling fans, of course. But uh, I love Bailey. I love what she does. I love her character. I love her in-ring work. I am such a huge uh, Bailey supporter. Uh, I, I hope she pulls it out, to be honest. I do. I really want her to continue her reign as champion. Well, the, the, the thing is, is that the question is, is it going to be still three-way dance after tonight or next week? Or is it going to be a five-way? Because now apparently rumors are that they're going to throw in Nia Jax and Dana Brooke into that match. Now, mind you, I still think it's going to focus around Bailey and, and Sasha Banks for future reference because, of course, now Charlotte has her hands full with Dana. Uh, and Nia is just the, the odd person out because she has beaten everyone in that ring. So basically what I think here is that someone is going to give us a surprise, someone in that match, someone's going to turn. I, and that person, whoever that person is, is going to win the championship. I, I hope that, um, you know, if, like you said, like if a turn does happen, I think that it would be Sasha turning on Bailey mm-hmm. because, you know, they have that friendship and, you know, it's been kind of alluded in the past couple of weeks that it's kind of a little bit on the strange side. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't want Charlotte to win because I feel like Charlotte has already a built-in storyline with Dana uh, going after uh, WrestleMania. I don't think that Nia Jax and Dana should be involved in the WrestleMania match. I think it would kind of take away the focus from the, the three main women of this match. Um, I think that, you know, their time is not necessarily here. There's, you know, WrestleMania is once a year. You guys have plenty of time to, to have your WrestleMania moment to, to be a part of the big show like that. So, you know, if, you know, if Bailey doesn't win, then obviously I would love Sasha to win and kind of, you know, turn heel and, and for them to have a, a great feud going on and, and forward. So, yeah, that, I guess that's my opinion. I don't want to take up too much uh, time because we are waiting on our next guest to yep. to call in here. So go ahead, George. We have two more, uh, you know, predictions to do, but we'll, we'll finish up our WrestleMania predictions right after we talk to the SWF promoter and, of course, pro wrestler, Mr. Rob Fury. Let's go ahead and reach out. Hello. Hello, Mr. Fury. How are you? Welcome to Russell City Radio. You're on with Christina and myself. How are you today, sir? I am doing absolutely phenomenal with the exception of the fact that it's uh i don't know if it's spring winter summer here in new york city but it's uh i'm doing well how are you guys i'm doing fantastic sir and and, you know the same thing for christina she's over here like all excited for next week being wrestlemania you know we were talking about a little earlier how this is going to be our first working wrestlemania uh week you know we started off as fans and now we're actually working the mecca of all weeks you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, working as journalists over there. Uh, and now that you bring up New York, how, how is the weather up there? Is it, has it finally calmed down, Mr. Fury? I know you guys went through a big uh, uh, winter storm and all that stuff. Is, is everything okay now? Well, I don't like snow at all. <laughs> to, to put it honestly with you, I don't like snow. I'm much more into the, uh, the, the, the climate in Florida and those kind of type settings, but uh, it's it's okay for now, but you know tomorrow there could be a nor'easter. You never know. So but we're all right. You know, I'm hanging in at the moment. 
<laughs> well, that's that's good. So now time for interview time. I, I'm just glad you guys are okay because I've heard everything from seven inches of snow to 18 inches of snow. So I'm just glad that you guys are okay. But uh, Mr. Fury, you know, just like I was talking uh, to you a second ago, you know, we started off as fans going to WrestleMania, you know, enjoying the show, uh, doing all that stuff. But it, it, and then all of a sudden we're in a position where like now we're working it like journalists. You yourself, like you, you know, like every other wrestler, you know, start off as a fan. You know, you you grew up idolizing these guys, and now you're you're working in the business. You're not just a wrestler, though, Mr. Fury, but you're a promoter. So, how do you feel about that? How, how do you feel like starting from a fan all the way now to being what you are today? Well, I got to be honest with you. I think that the uh, I think the fan in a wrestler, a promoter, journalist. I don't think that ever really dies in a person. So I think that's just taking it to the next level. Um, for me, it uh, it was just, uh, you know, just getting into different parts of the business. I just think it's a, it's an awesome thing when people step out and, and, and do more for the business. So I think it's great. I mean, I started at uh, 16 years old in this business. I'm 38 years old now two back surgeries later promoting the SWF live brand for the last five and a half years, but actually as a professional wrestler for the last uh, 20 years of my life, 21 years. So it's, you know, I, I have all the respect in the world for the people who come out of the shows and then like guys like you to take it a step further and, and, and what you would be uh, the, the great stuff about, you know, what you guys doing at wrestling radio is, I think it's dynamic, man. So I think it's awesome that the fan really never dies. Just take it to a next level. And, and thank you so, so very much for those compliments. You you have no idea how much that means to, to Christina and I uh, and everyone that works behind the scenes when people like you compliment us like that. I really appreciate that. So, Mr. Fury, you know, like how you were saying, you've been promoting your SWF business for the last five and a half years. Uh, you've also been a wrestler for 20, 20 some years. Um, you know, that's, that's a lot. That's pretty much like what 20, well, no, 20 years within. Uh, so basically I want to say, you know, how have you, you know, evolved? How has the SWF evolved? Because I know that from day one that you entered the ring yourself to even the day one that you, you started the SWF, which is a fantastic organization. You know, how has, not have you, uh, not only you, but how has SWF evolved within the years? Well, I mean, to start with me, uh, the, the uh, I think the evolution of, of what the Unbreakable Rob Fury became was just different uh, aspects of my life that, you know, I took into becoming a, a different uh, a version of me. It's kind of just, uh, you know, amped up by a hundred million. And that's pretty much what the unbreakable Rob theory is about beating the odds and, you know, having two back surgeries saying, you know, you're never going to land your back again or wrestle again. And I think I've evolved as I've gotten, you know, as in my, my mid thirties now, you know, I remember the first time I stepped in the ring being petrified, like of, of these guys, just like, you know, how physical is this, how, you know, the bumps and bruises and just, the way the business was in an old school mentality of like where you had to pay your dues to even gain the respect to get booked on the next show. Well, nowadays guys can just, you know, get a pair of wrestling shoes and 
next thing you know, they're they're pro wrestlers. But you know, I think the evolution of Rob Fury is just beginning. I think that it doesn't have an end. I think that it's just as long as you got passion in your heart, and you keep yourself in decent shape, and you get out there and work. You know, and the fans are still giving you a reaction. You keep going. But the SWF, I think it's evolved immensely. I mean, uh, from beginning in 2011, I, you know, complete story behind the Baxter behind the brand is uh, I had uh, underwent back surgery and uh, left the industry for a few years and had a different couple of personal circumstances going on in my life, which is people that weren't. You know, here anymore, ex-girlfriends, just kind of things disappearing. And I uh, walked into my job, which was managing Wells Fargo, but still missing wrestling at the same time. And basically, I uh, got laid off. And uh, next thing I knew, a week later, two years after back surgery, I'm back in the ring. And that was like nine years ago. So, I mean, um, the company, uh, I just got tired of working for people. I wanted to give the fans a different product, a variation of, every generation of pro wrestling with every piece of it mixed in from the hardcore stuff to the old school wrestling to the new style of wrestling to everything that's out there to the old school gimmicks like my own. And uh, I think it's evolved immensely with great working relationships, great partnerships. I give all the credit in the world to the SWF roster. I give all the credit in the world to my associate, Chad Mendes, someone who's helped me immensely in 2017 to get to the next level we were trying to make it to and there's so much going on from 2017 to 2018 i mean it's just on fire the brand is absolutely on fire with uh and it wouldn't be anything without without like i said like without the supporters without the fans without the you know the, the people that show interest you know including you guys taking the time to to reach out to me and the swf brand to took this interview up because i was really excited about doing this i don't do a lot of these so I was really, really excited to do this today, and, you know, I really appreciate that. No, and, and it's our pleasure and our honor to even, uh, you know, uh, do this for you. Listen, in this wrestling business, it's about growing together. You know, it's not about uh, just you soul, uh, just you by yourself growing, because then it, it, it will kind of not just take longer, but it will be like, Okay, don't don't put all that pressure on yourself. That that's kind of like how Christina and I work here. You know, it's not the the entire Russell City Radio is not on her nor is it on me. It's on both of us. And we work we work as a team. So, do you feel like the state of wrestling right now is in that same ballpark as well, uh, Mr. Fury? I think uh well, it's a, it's a, I think there's a lot of competition. In, in the East Coast here in New Jersey and New York with different uh, wrestling organizations, I think that, you know, everyone uh, wants to be the best, wants to, you know, get out there and put the best show on possible. I, I don't see a lot of, unfortunately, organizations working together, whereas, you know, but that, I guess, fuels me in the sense to be, not that I'm opposed to it, because I am opposed to working with organizations and, and doing stuff like that, but... I think the SWF fan base and, and those that have known this brand kind of view the SWF as the renegade organization, the organization that was like the little train that could, that everybody said we'd never last two shows. And five and a half years later, I go back to January 21 in Jackson, New Jersey, with 600 people standing there, you know, chanting SWF. It was totally 
mind-blowing to do that interview live in the ring and wrestle that night and perform. So, I mean, it just gets bigger with every different thing we do and all the different ideas we kick around. And there's a great team behind me. Like, I can't I'm, – I'm, I'm one person, you know, so there's a great team that's with me, uh, a great team of agents, a great team of writers, a great team of, of, of just different aspects of it. You know, I go back to my you know, relationship with Chad – uh, Minis, who came aboard with us in the beginning of uh, the year, of actually the beginning of the year, and that stemmed out into uh, some other really cool things. So there's just a lot going on. There's just a lot going on here at SWF Land and New Jersey, New York, and potentially uh, branding, uh, you know, a sister branch of it in Florida, which I'm looking to do because I really love Florida. So there's, there's you know, that's something I have in the works as well. So, um, you know, with how you were telling me about the whole evolving of, uh, of SWF and, how, and you and, and about competition in your area in the North, in Northeast, um, I have to ask uh, basically one question. What makes SWF stand on their own? Like, because, you know, it, it's not just about competitions, but, but it's also about being different than the next. So how, can SW, how is SWF? Uh, being different compared to your competition up there, Mr. Fury? Well, to be honest, that's a good question. And and that that one would require a lot of thought, but I'm going to give you the answer because it's right at the top of my head. And the difference between SWF Pro Wrestling and everything else out there is the experience we give to the fans. There is not another company in New Jersey or New York that has the experience and the relationships with the fans that that the brand does and the professional wrestlers have with these fans because these fans are the most loyal fans I have ever, ever dreamed of having. I mean, coming in from Boston to New Jersey to Philly, New Jersey, wherever, you know, place to place, you wind up seeing the same people show to show, and, and they're just emotionally invested in the characters and the, and the performers here at SWF. And what separates us, I think, is the never-say-die attitude. No matter what, you know, we're always going to make it to the next level. It doesn't make a difference. The companies went through so many different changes that I think what separates it at the end of the day is the realism of the product. You know, there are things that, you know, as we know, sports entertainment is what it is, but there is a realistic approach taken by the SWF to not creatively write 100% of their shows and the shows that we do. So you might see 60% of that show written, but the rest of that show is not. So that's one of the things that you go out there and see is a realistic product. There are things that happen that sometimes I don't even know they're going to happen. And I own the place. So there's, that's pretty cool on top of it. I think that's a very interesting aspect to, you know, say you only have about 60% of the show, like kind of, you know, written out and pre-planned and, that's kind of the way that, you know, being in the ring is supposed to be. You know, a lot of it is is improv. Uh, you know, I, I know that, you know, the beginning of the match and the end of the match are the ones that are usually uh, pre-planned, but, you know, the meat of it, the middle of it is is really, like, improv. And and it for me, it, it creates a better show because, yeah. you know, the fans don't know to, what to expect. The people behind the scenes don't know what to expect. And it, and it definitely goes to... Uh, you know, make a unique and creative experience in that sense to not really have everything planned out to the T like a lot of other promotions do. You know, they have, you know, every tiny little detail uh, pre-planned and 
to, you know, kind of kind of throw it to the wind and be like, whatever it is, it is. It's definitely an interesting aspect. And I applaud you guys for that. It's very bold for you guys to, to do it in that way. And I, I definitely applaud that. Well, it was scary. <laughs> First of all, when, when I decided to take that approach, I appreciate it too because, and I agree with everything you said as far as in reg because, you know, we get, I get guys that are, are new, you know, maybe two, three years in, they want to, you know, and, and I'll shoot straight. They want to call every single thing we're going to do. And I'm like, Hey, I'm not going to remember half of that, so let's just figure out what we're doing at the end and the beginning and the rest. Let's just listen to what the people want. And um, But the main thing is it's a scary thing because you have to have the right players to do that and to basically have to I, – I just encourage creativity. You know, I don't, I don't want to, you know, limit the, the roster's creativity on what they can bring out of themselves. So if I went out, let's say I could, I could write stuff for me but I couldn't write stuff, let's say, for another character on that event or a particular storyline. I might have ideas and bullet points, but there's only 60% of that. The rest of them is them. And that that's what I think is really separates what we do, what we're doing from everyone else. So I appreciate I, what you said, too, because it, it's definitely on point as far as the matches and that kind of stuff. Because so much of it these days is so choreographed that it's, you know, it's not what you need, what it needs to be. You know, you don't need to punch a guy in the face 25 times when that one real punch is all you need. So, I Yeah, I completely understand where you're coming from. And it's not even just in the professional wrestling world. Uh, I don't know if I'm sure some fans or listeners out there are aware of who uh, the musician Jack White is. But he is a musician yeah. that I absolutely adore and love. And he is one of the very few uh, people out there performing that they go out there without a set list. He goes out there without a safety net. He is the one that kind of the crowd tells him what to play next. The crowd is giving them, giving them and his performers and, you know, his musicians that he has on stage, what they want to hear next and what they're feeling next. You know, if their energy is high, then he's going to go right into a high energy song. But if, you know, the crowd is calling it lulling, then they're going to go into more of a transitional, you know, lower type of song. And I think that's kind of the same way of the way that you guys are doing is kind of letting the fans kind of dictate where your show is going. And it's, it makes for a unique experience, you know, no two shows are alike, you know, in, in the sense of, you know, his ability and in, in the sense of, you know, your promoting and, and wrestling ability. It's uh, very hand in hand and it's not done uh, normally in, in performance art business. And I think it's very uh, a, a bold statement to make to be able to, to go out there without a safety net and just be like, you know what, let's just go out there and do it and just hope for the best and, I think that's absolutely and fantastic. I, and I agree with you. I think it comes with, with when I look at what you just said with like like music too. It's like you know, like we will have there's a lot of shows coming up, but when I look at a couple of the big ones, like what I do is and, and they're not really warm up gigs, but they're smaller buildings, and we'll do those shows just to get ready for the bigger stuff. And and I think that you know the crowd is a decent size and they enjoy the show and it's it's really just writing towards what we're building. And, and there are things like I've been known to, and I, I, get, I get criticized forever for it, but it's, you know, I've been known to come in with a type list of what we think we're going to do and rip it up and just write it all over or write it as the show's going on. Other people don't want this right now. Let's change it and move it to here. So everything you're saying is 100% right. It's like kind of going on stage and, and, and if you had a set list of songs, it's like just throwing it out the window and seeing what the people really want first. So it makes sense. You know, when you kind of bring that kind of aspect, you know, to your partners and your and, uh, everyone you do business with, where you kind of looked at, like, is 
is he crazy right now? Like, we just had everything planned, and now he just want to, you know, wants the script to shreds, basically, and just, you know, go off the seat of your pants. Is that something that, you know, was kind of met with open arms, or was are people very skeptical in that sense when you brought that to the table? Uh, very skeptical, very, you know, you've lost your mind. You've been hit too many times in the head. You know, this is, you can't, you can't do nine matches or you can't do, you know, you can't, you have to have this formatted. And, you know, I've, I've been known to, you know, I could sit down for three or four days before a show and write something and then just on the way up there go, this sucks. I don't want to do this and we're just going to change it. But they don't, you know, a lot of the guys, you know, when it comes down to it, they appreciate the creativity and be able to do, you know, and get out there and, and, and it brings something more out of them. And and that's like, it's it's kind of like these hidden little things that happen at the end of, of SWF events where it's, you know, you never know what could happen. You know, there's always something. And it's just over the last four or five months it's become, and I'll give you a perfect example. Last uh, weekend we were in Barney getting New Jersey with Billy Gunn headlining the event. And we went up and, and we did the, the main event was a four-way hardcore hell match and these guys would have killed each other and then it just turned into you know just everybody hit the ring and it was just nothing scripted nothing that was written it was everybody from bull Dempsey from nxt to everybody on god's green earth out there throwing live rounds and we and the people went crazy and it was okay but it was see you on march 31st the next one you know wrestlemania weekend you know, while SWF is in orlando SWF will also be in new jersey <laughs> so it's gonna be pretty cool no, yeah, and uh, and definitely. I, I by the way, before I continue, uh, you heard what he said, right? Because you cut me off. He said that I had a good question. For once, I actually have credit over you, Christina. Sorry, George. <laughs> I just I get very excited. <laughs> you, uh, for once, I actually have credit over Christina. This, give me that crown. Mine now. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Mr. Fieri. I have to have fun with my, my co-host here, too. But basically, um, you know, going back to what you were saying and, and about the promotion and, and, of course, you as a wrestler and, and, of course, everything that you and Christina were just talking about with the scripting and, and, oh, my God, how crazy it was. Now, you know, you were talking about partners, but now let's talk about outside of partners. You know, of course... Uh, have you ever dealt with like the doubters? Uh, like ha- people say, oh, you know. Like I think you were t- saying uh, at the beginning that uh, going in, uh, working with SWF, uh, that you said, oh, that this company won't last like a year or two. Uh, how how did you go about with that? Like how did you turn heads w- with your process? It, it was not easy. I mean, I can tell you straight out, uh, and I've told this story probably to about eight people, but I'll tell it here live. For your audience and for you, you know, when I decided I was not going to wrestle anywhere else, I'd make, a, you know, very random appearances for other people that might own companies that asked me to do them a favor, and I will do that. But, uh, you know, for me, uh, I started the company with $33 in my pocket and a dream, man, five and a half years ago after getting laid off from something else, you know. And I left the business behind for a long time, you know, a couple of years. I never thought I'd come back to it or let alone perform, so... When I came in with this idea, you know, to, to start a brand, I mean, in this general area of New Jersey and New York, there is so much competition that, you know, the doubters to this day will still be there. I mean, from tearing down flyers to the lies on social media to the to the stuff that people do to discourage, you know, 
a fan from, from attending one promotion to go to another. But for me, it's just, I, I have this thing where it's just, I'm very tunnel visioned and I'm very, I'm, I'm driven to the point where if you, if you just believe that, that you can get out there and, and create something great, the people will spread the word and they will be loyal. And what I, how I deal with the doubters is I put on a better show. And that's what the bottom line is. And the guys out there, and the girls out here that work for SWF will go out there and, and they bleed this company. And, and, you know, they're independent contractors. They work everywhere else, you know, but they have a, a different level of work ethic when they come here. And they, it, it's, it's, it's sometimes it's not about the money. It's about the experience of the people. And I just think that's what we do. You know, you silence the critics by basically, you know, being your own toughest critic to put on the best show possible. That's what we try to do. And that's that's even better. So let me ask you this: like for the people who have never worked for you or for SWF, like say for instance, someone that you're booking for the first time ever, or someone who actually wants to, in future reference, want to work for the SWF, what can they expect when they when they get to that locker room? That that's a good one. You know, for us, uh, mostly uh, new talent that walks through the door. You have a great group of veterans. You have some great, you know, past WWE legends that are in and out of our locker rooms monthly. And the last the last schedules are about seven weeks long. I'll be on the road the last seven weeks. But what they could really expect is a humble locker room, but guys that, you know, won't take disrespect. And the majority of the time, if you're walking into the SWF for the first time and you're new, the first thing you're going to do is work with me. That's how I'll know right from that go if you, if that person has, in my opinion, what it takes to be here. And, and you know, there's there's a kid out there in the Indies now named Jordan Oliver. If you don't know him, look him up because uh, he got in the business about a year ago. And uh, he was brought to me by someone who's going to be, without a doubt, one of the biggest superstars in the world one day, Kid Christian. But he was brought to me by him. And uh, we went out there and, and did nine minutes, called everything on the fly, and, and now he's working every weekend. And, and it was just, you know, that that's really – I think what they could expect is opportunity and a wholly, you know, just a, a whole completely different, you know, dynamic of what they're used to in locker room, you know. So I think that's, that's a pretty good thing for them because I've been to a lot, a lot of locker rooms that are a lot of egos, a lot of that stuff, but we don't really – deal with any of that where no politics it's more about you know just the fan experience awesome and, and is there anyone out there mr fury that you want to eventually want to work uh with in, in the future like uh anyone that you personally want to wrestle in swf or or that you want to book for swf well two questions i'll give i mean the two answers to that is uh there is so much talent in uh this area, um, that I, I believe that there's going to be a lot of new talent coming in in 2017. As far as uh, there's so many to name, it would take me forever, but there will be a lot more coming in. And um, as far as who I want to work with, I mean, now it's to the point of testing myself. I mean, you know, after two back surgeries, still being able to go out there and, and do what I love to do and and, and put that makeup on and just be that, you know, I, I, I would work anyone. I mean, so for me, it's, you know, getting out there and just doing what I love to do. And that's a vessel of just 
being that. So it's, you know, break a little Rob Fury. So when it comes to who I want to work with, I want to work with everyone. You know, I, I want to just test myself because, you know, when you're getting to the point where, you know, your body is breaking down, you know, you only got so much time left. You want to save it for the big stuff and, you know, you're just getting ready to keep going. So I think it's just a, a world of opportunity. There's so many great shows coming up and everyone's worked really, really, really hard to make this all happen. And I'm very grateful for all of it. And that, and that's amazing. Like personally, I cannot wait to to actually go up there uh, to visit an SWF product. Uh, I think something is being in the works with uh, Mr. Mines uh, to for Christina and I to actually go up there uh, for one of your upcoming shows. But um, before we go into that, uh, I do want to ask you one last question before I turn it over to Christina, and she could um, oh. Uh, well, basically, you know, and, and steal the show as she always does. But basically, <laughs> uh, by the way, Christina, I got two compliments just to let you know. Pat on the back, George. Don't get <laughs> two compliments. But uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, Mr. Fury, again, you worked with SWF for five years. You it's it's basically your baby, you know. And everyone that you bring in to it is kind of like, hey, you're a new family member. And uh, yeah. you know you're work, and you're you're working with them to to re- to grow this baby, like to make it an adult. So how has Chad Mind? We spoke to him on the show. He's extremely intelligent for being a businessman. How has he helped the SWF business? Chad has been uh, a great asset to uh, SWF, and and still is. Um, Chad. Uh, it was uh, such a, a chance meeting of uh, Chad coming to the SWF that, uh, you know, it was, and, and I don't know if he told the story. I actually didn't get the chance to hear the live podcast that I couldn't get the feed on for some reason. But, um, you know, it was over at Dr. Pepper, man. And we just sat and talked for a few hours about pro wrestling. And, and I think that, uh, you know, him being here at SWF, you know, is was and something that, is great to be, it's, it was just, it's a great thing. You know, it's like, you know, you can never take the fan out of someone who has passion for pro wrestling. And that's one thing that I will say is that, you know, everybody's got to follow the dreams and the passions that they have. And, and I think that uh, Chad's a really intelligent businessman and what he brought and brings to the SWF table sometimes is like a vision that I wouldn't see like of uh, different stuff like Lucha Underground and stuff that, you know, I wasn't uh, totally sold on, and then he'll he'll basically go, hey man, you know, look at this, and then he'll tell me I'm stuck in the '80s, and you know, we'll curse each other out, and then we'll uh, wind up booking a bunch of good stuff. So and what's the ball working? So so he's been a real great asset uh, and again a good friend. Yeah, Chad is an absolute pleasure to be around. I had the pleasure of meeting him at the big event in Queens, New York a couple weeks ago when I was in town, and he was literally the nicest person that I've met in in New York probably uh, that weekend, and, you know, we, we've talked many times on social media and stuff, but to be able to actually, like, meet him and be able to, like, sit down and talk with him for a few minutes was, was absolutely fantastic, and he's such a great guy, such an amazing uh, guy, and has a great mind for the business. Yeah, he does, and that, that was one thing I picked up, you know, from, from uh, the analysts, you know. I told him, I, I know that uh, other people told him, they said he was out of touch and things that he felt 
And uh, when I had uh, had the chance to speak with him, and and to this day, it's it's uh, you know it's it's pretty cool with uh, you know the ideas, some of the stuff he comes up with, and then that I'll come up with. And I think it's a a good mesh and a good mix. And and you know, I support every venture that Chad does, and you know whether it's with SWF or independently, and anything that you know of that nature. He's just he's a friend, he's a he's an associate, he's a partner, he's under this umbrella of SWF. And, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, he's been nothing but uh, real great to, to this company and the brand and the guys. And that's one thing I, I actually uh, said to him uh, yesterday or the day before. What you guys just said, it's so funny because I said it's about, you know, anytime the door is open to anyone here at the SWF, it was Huck family. And that's what it is. And, uh, you know, and that, that's how it's been. And it's it's been a really cool thing, you know. So, I mean, I think uh, – you know, that big show that uh, is being hosted in Atlantic City on, uh, I believe it's June 10th, you know, Roll the Dice. I think, uh, you know, Chad's vision will come to life and it will be uh, larger than life. And, and it has the full support of SWF. It's going to be awesome. And, yes, I cannot wait. Uh, you know, it was a pleasure, like I said before, to meet uh, Chad. And, you know, in the near future, I really hope to to meet you and, you know, I want to tell you that before our time runs out because we're getting a little bit low on time for the show, but I, I definitely thank you for, for being on the show. I look forward to, you know, hopefully in the near future being able to meet you in person and, and be able to sit down. Hey, and I'll, probably person. Wind up moving, I'll probably wind up moving. I'll probably wind up. I appreciate that. I'll probably wind up moving up to Florida before you guys have the chance. So don't, don't, you, you definitely will. And we got a ton of shows coming up. So if anyone wants to come down and check them out, we're at SWF Live. And we run straight through through uh, the entire summer. There's three or four shows a month. So. You know, I mean, it's going to be a good thing, and I look forward to the same. Well, let me say for this record, you also have us here at Russell City Radio, you know, from top to bottom, from behind our scenes personnel to the on-air personnel. Anytime you need our help for anything, you can count on us, you know, whether we're up there in New Jersey or we're not. So, but I definitely, definitely look forward to working with you uh, let me try to put in the clue here, but looking forward to working with you, hopefully in June, uh, time will tell, but you know, I, I cannot wait. I'm extremely excited to meet you and, and, you know, and, and listen, the day that I meet you, Mr. Fury, I will buy you a legit Cuban coffee. How about that one? Hey brother, I'm in, man. It sounds like a plan to me. <laughs> I love caffeine. I love things that keep me awake. Well, cool. apparently I owe my Christina Cuban coffee here, so I, I, let me start running, Mr. Fury, before you, because you know that saying, one of the worst things you could ever do is piss off a woman, and you don't want to deal with a woman's scorn. Yeah, that's why I'm single, bro. I get it. <laughs> let, let's not even go there, Mr. Fury, because I've been single for eight years, so I'm I'm with you, brother. Hey, you know what? We leave Christina behind when I go up to New Jersey. Let's say if we go, if we go up in June, we, we'll leave her behind in the hotel. You and I will go visit, you know, New Jersey downtown or something. We pick up some ladies, and, and everything will be fine. I'm, t- I'm totally down with that, but if you're going to do that, you might want to warn family and friends that you may never come back, brother, because, you know, all hell might break loose. 
<laughs> that's a, a hell I'm willing to do if I'm with Rob Fury. That's all I got. I got <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Fury, let's go ahead and <laughs> and let's do your plugs. How can fans follow you on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook? How can they even get oh, a hold man. of you for, you know, for I'm any kind of reason? All. Give you everything they want, man. Well, listen, I'm doing it all. These We're doing it all, so. All right, they can get me at the Unbreakable Rob Fury on Facebook. Uh, I'm very interactive with people, so they can contact me directly. Uh, on the Facebook, SWF Live. Twitter, SWF. <laughs> this is bad. I don't, know. I don't know my own Twitter handle because I don't run it. But uh, I think it's, I believe it's SWF Wrestling 24. Seven, the number is twenty four seven Twitter handle, and uh, you know, contact Chad Menace as well on his Facebook. And you know, we're just uh, oh, this is my phone. You know, my phone number. They can always give me a call. I mean, every poster in New Jersey that says SWF is me. So I mean, that's why my phone rings all hours of the night with really strange people calling me. But it's uh, it's all good. Awesome. Well, again, Mr. Fury, thank you so very much for coming on our show to to talk a little bit about SWF, about your your back surgery, about you just coming up in in general in this wrestling business and and putting silence to your doubters. So thank you very much for coming on. Hey, I appreciate both of you for having me. I'm looking forward to meeting you guys. I wish you nothing but great success. And uh, it's going to be great stuff coming up. I'm happy you guys are a part of it. And we're very honored to be part of it ourselves. Thank you very much, Mr. Fury. I hope you have a great and phenomenal night. Thanks, brother. Take take care, both of you guys. Be well. You too, sir. Good luck. Good night. All right, guys. That was Mr. Rob Fury of the SWF, also a professional wrestler. What a great guy he is. Very very humbled individual. Guys, it's almost it's now time to go ahead and close up shop. But before we do, we do have two other matches to predict. Do you want to do it now or just wait, uh, leave it for next week? Um, we can leave it for next week. We have a lot on our plate to get to. I'm sure we'll recap everything that we talked about today on next week's show when we have a little bit more time. Uh, you know, we are going straight to the Roman show after this. You know, a lot more planning for us than we need a week to do. So, so we'll leave it. We'll leave it a little cliffhanger, I guess, and we'll get back to it next week. All right, that sounds like a plan. So, guys, make sure you tune in next week for our go-home episode when we have two major players on the show. We're talking about Braden Knight of Orlando City Wrestling and former WWF superstar and Olympic wrestler Alex Porto, both promoters, uh, you know, uh, Braden of Orlando City and, of course, Alex Porto of Pro Wrestling 2.0 that we will be working with both of them in the week of WrestleMania. This is going to be one hell of an episode next week. I mean, it's one hell of an episode every week. <laughs> God, you always have to one-up me in everything I say. I know, because he gets two compliments. And he's already, like, ditching me at the hotel and yeah. to go out and have a fun night with everybody and all of our guests and stuff. <laughs> You know, take her up here. Me and Sue Young will go out for tacos by ourselves. Well, you know what? That crown belongs to me tonight. Guys, for everyone out there at Russell City Land, guys, this is radio by the fans, for the fans. Yay! Have a great night, guys. Good night.